Greg Farrell is the president and CEO of Farrell Wealth and is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC insurance products offered through LPL Financial or its licensed affiliates. The opinions of Greg and his guests are merely opinions. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is healthy and safe here today on May 7, 2020. The show's Money Matters with Greg. I'm Greg Farrell, CEO and President of Farrell Wealth. It's a wealth management firm here and we're a registered financial advisor with LPL Financial and uh, run the business Farrell Wealth out of Valparaiso, Indiana. And we um, help clients throughout the nation with a number of different things as far as investments and insurance uh, on a holistic wealth management conversation. Today's May 7, 2020, as I said, and I hope everyone is well, and we are trying to update you on the market here as much as possible with not only the podcast that we put out on iTunes and Spotify under Money Matters with Greg, but also with the YouTube channel that's on Feral Wealth, as many of the videos that I'm doing here from my home office as we all socially distance and try to make sense of all of this as we uh, are into probably about uh, what we would say in here in Indiana, in the state of Indiana, close to our 60th day of quarantine. Uh, I hope it seems like people are starting to get out uh, a little bit. And uh, in regards to some of the things I've been watching and seeing, the, the golf courses are, are, have been pretty packed. Uh, they've been open uh, using socially distancing type of um, policies. And they've been able to be open. The governor allowed that to be able to happen. I think that's probably saved many of the uh, public courses. If that is, I mean, probably they would not have been played very much in, in April because everyone would be working. Uh, but they have been very, very busy. So something is a positive out there. I hope uh, you're seeing some positive things in regards to what is happening out there. We are, as a firm, doing many things very locally to help support the restaurants and the first responders and the first, the frontliners uh, in regards to um, what we can do, which is stay away and stay home, but try to help. So we've been buying uh, multiple lunches for um, the police department, the fire department uh, stations here locally. And then next week we get to uh, feed the hospital, which I'm really excited about. Um, doing all of that and just trying to make uh, things um, a little, I don't know, less hectic or lessen the noise. And so somebody has to not think about lunch for the day. So that's what we're doing. I hope you're doing as well, uh, something as well and trying to just lighten some spirits, uh, watch some, uh, have some good news and uh, maybe write someone, call someone that is close to you just as a, uh, as a thank you and as just reaching out because everyone needs to hear from somebody. And uh, it's always nice to hear from someone that's just uh, genuinely just trying to say, hey, and hope that they're doing well. In regards to the latest COVID news, uh, COVID-19 news, we have uh, even as many economies around the world reopen, uh, more than 92,700 new COVID-19 cases were reported on Wednesday. And that's according to the John Hopkins data that's uh, cited in the Wall Street Journal. 
that's the highest total since April 24th and one of the biggest daily increases in new cases globally. Um, U.S. cases remain stable near 24,000, but many of the cases that happened in Russia and Brazil eclipsed over 10,000. And a coronavirus vaccine candidate from Moderna um, Pharmaceuticals has advanced into phase two trials that came out in the news today. So that's, that's very, very positive. Today, stocks opened uh, slightly higher. Uh, the S&P 500 index opened uh, higher this morning after selling off late on Wednesday at the end of the session. It was up most of the day yesterday and then sold off. Asian markets were lower overnight uh, through the uh, Nikkei uh, rose uh, about uh, uh, a little bit after being closed for the week uh, last week. And stocks in Europe were solidly higher in midday training, trading uh, through gains uh, the gains they trail the U.S. right now, but we'll see how the uh, see how the close ends up uh, in Europe. Oil is rallying uh, sharply after Saudi Arabia raised prices, while some uh, well-received earnings and continued optimism in the space around reopenings and uh, the the market sentiment, even as the chorus of warnings about whether stocks have come too far too fast, uh, it certainly grows much louder here uh, as we've had this uh, rip up and it's been extremely impressive. I've been talking about this on the show as much as possible. I mean, this is the most violent downward and upward draft I've ever seen uh, in my career and certainly as many uh, anyone has really ever seen in their careers uh, going back uh, into the 80s. It's just unbelievable how, uh, how much movement we've had. Another jump in jobless claims came about. Initial jobless claims. This is not. This is totally to be expected, right? But um, the numbers are uh, awful. And for the week of ending May second, uh, they came in at 3.17 million, slightly above Bloomberg's consensus uh, forecast, and, and bringing the uh, the seven-week total to more than 33 million jobless claims. Silver lining in the weekly total has fallen. It's fallen for five straight weeks, and the bear market bottoms have really tended to come after the peak surges, as observed in late March. Although claims are likely to be elevated for at least a few more weeks, Friday's monthly jobs report will highlight the depth of the the hit in unemployment or in overall employment, and you're going to see the conversation about all these jobs being lost, are they really all going to come back in this new economy and this new technology and everything else that we've got going on in regards to um, the changes that will be in our society, let alone, um, let alone on the short term, but the, the, the long term. I wanna talk about policymakers in DC, uh, you know, been extremely critical of all policymakers in DC, including the Federal Reserve, but I have to say, the Federal Reserve has been laser focused on this, on combating this economic impact um, for COVID-19 uh, lockdowns. And sort of diving into that, I wanted to be able to mention a couple of things that, you know, I even give props to congressional leaders that uh, are doing uh, as much of the wrangling here about uh, uh, what another package might look like. But the responses from policymakers to really combat the impact of COVID-19 related lockdowns has been 
um, very swift and bold. And that's noted by our financial equity analyst and strategist at LPL, Jeffrey Bookbinder. But at, and he says, at more than 22% of gross domestic product GDP in 2020, the amount of stimul stimulus from Washington, D.C. and the Fed is four times the stimulus response in 2008 at 5.6% GDP. The total stimulus since March, including 2021, at 24.6% GDP is well ahead 166 for the total of the entire financial crisis. And we may, may not even be done yet. I mean, there might be another stimulus coming. The amount of stimulus during the crisis compared to the 2008-2009 financial crisis is unbelievable. It's, it's four times the size. So we're going to see uh, the ramifications of that. And congressional leaders have really been wrangling with this new package and what it might look like. The April unemployment rate, which will be released tomorrow, is likely to exceed 15% and probably closer to 20 and this may be this catalyst for this action. A proposal by House Democrats could come as soon as this week, and that could approach the size of the CARES Act. The package may include aid to states and municipalities, more funding for the healthcare system and extended unemployment benefits. Infrastructure spending may be put off, uh, but remains uh, on some wish list. Um, payroll tax cuts, uh, support for the oil and gas industry, employer liability, more aid to small businesses, and regulatory changes to really encourage U.S. companies to bring their supply chains back to the U.S. are among the items receiving support from Republicans and the Trump administration. Now, we'd re prefer that the stock market stand on its own feet and not be so reliant on, on stimulus, obviously, but in a perfect world, you would not be adding another $3 trillion to the national debt to fight this horrific virus. But the alternative, both in terms of human loss and economic loss, are far worse. So I just want to be able to mention that. And obviously, there's um, things to think about here in regards to uh, what this all means. We are trying our best uh, every day to shuffle through. Uh, the changes here and uh, what this all means. And it is, um, it is not easy. It's just not been easy to figure this all out, especially as violent as fast as things have moved. Um, so I just want to be able to bring that up and uh, talk about that real quick. I've got uh, a couple last thoughts here in regards to the global recession. Uh, the Global Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, the PMI, fell 7.9 points to 39.8 in April. And that's the largest one-month decline on record, according to calculations of the Ned Davis research, and historically consistent with a 7.7 year-over-year drop in global industrial production. No country's PMI was over 50, though China was close, which is going to be interesting to see how that all shapes up with China and their supply China coming, coming up more online. Um, only Hungary saw the month-over-month -month increase, and as Europe's readings are among the lowest globally. So keep an eye on Europe as to how this all affects uh, them. I think a lot of the numbers there are uh, also uh, looks like it just seems like they're off a lot of times because of the testing. They're not doing as much testing as uh, uh, certainly 
uh, we are now becoming to do. Uh, that's we, we were light on the testing as well. So the global economy likely will be entering, has entered a recession and, the, and a contraction in gross domestic product this year is realistically a possibility without a doubt. So uh, the show's Money Matters with Greg. I just want to be able to update you here, May 7, 2020. I'm Greg Farrell, CEO and president of Farrell Wealth. It's a wealth management firm that is uh, local to uh, Valparaiso, Indiana, and serving clients uh, nationally all over the nation. And uh, please reach out to us. Uh, my email is greg at fairwealth.com if you want to be able to uh, ask a question or just talk at any time. Uh, reach out to me through email first, and then we'll go from there and, uh, and have a conversation. And then also you can find us on YouTube at the Farewell channel. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, please reach out to me if you need anything. Again, thanks for being here and listening in uh, again to another show of Money Matters with Greg produced by at home um, by myself uh, as we uh, try to navigate uh, this new world that we're living in. I want to welcome, want to wish everyone a very healthy and safe weekend and we'll uh, catch you in the next show. See ya. Greg Farrell is the president and CEO of Farrell Wealth and is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC insurance products offered through LPL Financial or its licensed affiliates. The opinions of Greg and his guests are merely opinions. All individuals should get their proper advice investing and managing their personal finances. Money. Get back.